it's B-movies. Hello, Sam. That was wild. Do you feel like you are in a film now? uh, I just feel kind of sexy. Oh, okay. You know, big cats. I don't know if that's the intention of that. That's it's more about the, uh, you know, the lion at the start of yeah, yeah, the yeah. films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, is that, does that not make you feel sexy? No. Like a lion's war? <laughs> I think that you uh, you have a special place for TV. <laughs> I think we have digressed massively, Sorry. which I'm, I'm all here for. Uh, I love what, a tangent. What are we talking about? We are talking about the New Zealand International Film Festival, of course, but what film have you watched sam i got lucky enough to watch dinner in america uh you know a little pre-screener just to review it for you all on the bfm um so dinner in america is a film that in uh cinematography and kind of like aesthetic is very napoleon dynamite-esque okay so it's very um everyone's wearing like kind of like weird rainbow stripes or like denim and it's set like the midwest yeah 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 very much that um, and it has Kyle. I'm just gonna say their names because they're unknown actors, and I want to like get them out there. Cool. Kyle Gallner. His name, he plays Simon, who's like a punk rocker who is on the run from the police. Uh, we first meet him in a clinical drug trial, which he gets kicked out of because he wants some more money. And he's a full punk rocker, like has a very, very like shaved, odd haircut, and is <laughs> ungroomed, and you know, smoking durries the whole time, and popping like Zans the whole time, and it's just like <laughs> a, a full punk rocker. And then we have Patty, played by Emily Skiggs, who was a Tony-nominated wow. uh, performer, which is, you know, congrats to her. Mm. Um, and Patty is, it's never fully defined in the, in the movie. She's either so socially awkward and um, kind of, uh, I don't want to say like stupid, but she just comes across really like... But spacey. Yeah, very spacey and very manic and very frantic energy. Um, and she gets called the R word quite a lot in the movie, which I don't really like. But um, she's quite bullied by everyone around her, and she's a she works in a pet store. She's yep. twenty years old, doesn't have anything going on in her life, and she's quite just like, I don't know what I'm doing. But she loves punk rock music. Cool. A particular band called Psyops, and the lead singer of Psyops is a guy that wears a balaclava the whole time he performs. So no one knows who he is. But then obviously we find out it's Simon, and is they this run. Is a spoiler? No, this okay, is like cool. in the description of the film, so I'm allowed to say it. I double check. <laughs> um, and they end up unlikely friends um, when he's on the run from the police, and she hides him in her house. And it follows their fully um, disjointed friendship as it grows, because she's obviously so like uh, trapped in her own little like little world, and like yeah. doesn't really know what's going on. And he's like this like on the run. So are they the run. both teenagers? Yeah, they're both like yeah. 20, 20 ish years old. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And it just follows their hijinks through the Midwest as they become like unlikely friends, and then maybe a little bit more and it's very very slow at the beginning and then by the end of it i was fully enraptured in their characters and what's going on so oh, cool so Mind this that. is directed by adam reimer directed written and edited by adam reimer damn oh, wow. yeah, a, lot. a lot of work he, he obviously this is a passion project for him yeah i was uh, listening to an interview of his and he was saying that he wanted to edit himself because a he knew what he wanted to look like and he wrote the whole thing and he saw it all in his head but also he wanted to spend as much money as possible on the screen cool. so on the actors and on cool. the filming uh, cool. because um, I, as we all know like some of these like more indie films they don't have much money behind them they're not mm-hmm. backing up big studios they can't just do whatever they want so this is obviously one of those films where he was like I'm going to put all my money on the screen with these actors and let me just tell you those two actors they could be such caricatures of the characters like they yeah. could just be these one dimensional things and they are so not like her vulnerability and like the way she plays this kind of spaced out character like doesn't really know what's going on and why everyone's being so mean to her but like 
also really just wants to be loved. Yeah. It's really, really, it's really, really sweet. And he plays this like really gruff, aggressive person who was like getting in fights nonstop and like swearing at people and all of this. But yet he's so lovable and he shows us like softness and like yeah, this like yeah. dichotomy of character. So they both end up becoming like reflections of each other, but also themselves. And it's really nice to see that. That's really, the whole. So did, really cool. Did you feel like the two main characters really like made the film for you? Yeah. So yeah. It, it just follows them and it's, and, it, and their, their relationship and the actors that play them, like they really like sold it. Like that's what is really important. And the show and the movie itself, I keep saying show because I'm used to Viewmaster. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, the movie you can itself. Take the boy out of TV, but you cannot take the TV, TV out of the boy. Out of boy. Um, the movie itself is actually really funny and it's shot in a way that's like punchy and the quippy dialogue isn't quippy in a Marvel movie annoying got way. You, got you. It's quippy and like a, I like this, this is fun. Yeah. I'm really pleased they're saying this to each other. Yeah, it's oh, so yeah, pacey. Nice. And, and I was interested in something you said off mic though before that you kind of thought this might be a bit wackier than it is. I just have this like viewpoint of uh, film festival films that they're always going to be like this off the wall, avant-garde, crazy, experimental, I don't understand at all what's going on in the film, but I kind of <laughs> like it kind of thing. And this was like really easy to watch. Like I'm a big fan of um, not B-movies, B-movies, a segment, um, but like lower grade indie kind of movies that like have just a core yep. coming of age story at the heart. I just, you know, I like it. I like yeah. it. It's, it speaks to me. I was in- interested when about. you said it um, kind of had the Napoleon Dynamite because when I read when I read the blurb for this, um, knowing you were going to review it, I was thinking like Juno-esque. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has and like that. I was that. like, this sounds like something I would love to watch. There's those, there's those um, like typical movies that we all watched when we were like 13, mm. 14, 15 that have that same aesthetic. But this is way more kind of hardcore, way more grungier really takes that punk rock and like ramps it up mm-hmm. um and it really is focused on like what it means to be punk yep. i say that in quotation marks like he is obviously trying to be outwardly punk and she is inwardly punk and it's like this whole idea of like punk is actually just like being adverse to the norms and that's what they're mm. both about and it sounds Ooh. like a really lovely it's, film it's set in the 90s it, okay no one knows. There's, okay. It doesn't, ah. It's one of those things. There's so many movies and TV shows like yeah. that at the moment where they're like, misc time yeah. from the past, or is it now? Who knows? But yeah, it that's could, the It could be aesthetic. fully now, but it could be also the late 90s. Yeah. Um, and the film follows, in each of the acts, there's like a dinner scene with a family. Right. Um, and that's kind of why it's called Dinner in America. He also sings oh. a song called Dinner in America. Oh. And it just focuses on the dysfunction of American families and how that can all be centered around the dinner table. And you get to see um, a random girl's character at the beginning, her family dinner, then a dinner with uh, Patty's family, and then a, I won't spoil the third dinner, but you get to see this like really cool food, like the, the relationship we have around Culture food and food, sitting yeah. around and having a meal with someone, and it's very like special in the way that it tackles each of the people's relationships with the people around them via a dinner table. Cool, and interesting. They're both so lovable characters that you, well, they're not lovable at the beginning, but then you're by the halfway yeah, through, yeah. you're just like, oh my God, this is like, I like you're this. invested in them, yeah. And then by the epilogue, you're just like, oh yeah, hell yeah, this is what I wanted. Like, this is cool. So the film is Dinner in America. Uh, it's directed by Adam Reimer. It's mashed onto the screens at Sundance, which is always quite a good oh, indication. Love it. Um, but as you were saying, Sam, it's not it's not completely up its own. Oh, it's entirely accessible situation. to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can watch it online on July the 29th. And that's going to be uh, all via the NZIFF website. And you would recommend it? I give it two thumbs up. Two Ooh. thumbs up from Sam. Well, I really liked it. Thank you very much for being our B-movie, B-movie guy this morning, Sam. No worries. I love it. And My we'll favourite s- time of the year. It is. It's a very exciting time of the year. And we'll see you again very soon. Totally. Chat soon. Hasta la vista, movies. You've been listening to B-movies on 95BFM.
and we will